listen. Doing a lot of chopping again. A little chopping? Yeah. Mm. I'm back on my shiz. <laughs> Just chopping. Chop, chop, chopping, chopping all the vegetables. Oh, I uh, see. Making making Indian food requires so oh. much chopping. Indian food is good good food. It is really good. There's just a lot of prep of things right. ahead of time. There, you gotta, yeah. you yeah. gotta like, make a masala to, to make a masala. You gotta put a hat on a hat on a hat. Right. And you know, if I want to make a chicken tikka masala, you know, that's usually I gotta plan a day ahead, right? Because you really want it to mm-hmm. marinate, which means you need time. Right. right. Uh you don't need the herb time, I want to be the, clear. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. Were you growing the thyme? That seems a day. Thyme, seems thyme fast. is not typically an herb used in Indian cuisine, to my knowledge. Yeah, you Mostly know, I was surprised the... to find dill in some things. Huh? Interesting. No, no yeah. thyme. Mostly cumin and turmeric. Turmeric. Lots of cumin and turmeric. Yeah. Lots of. Well, you know, not lots, but you know, something as as a fatada. As a fatada. There's. Or is that the one that's called hing? I don't know. See, this is the problem. Every now, this has turned into an Indian food cooking show. The, the, <laughs> this, this isn't even in the show notes. This, this is just <laughs> this is just ramping up. Yeah, we're just yes ending now. Basically, the point that I want to get to is that I realized how having to chop and prep all these different tomatoes and onions and cucumbers and whatnot to make pastes and things. I realized that like all of the things that we use to store stuff in our fridge are circular. Mm. Oh, interesting. And yeah. I thought, why? It's a suboptimal shape for packing density. Yeah. Why, why is any storage container circular? Like, unless right. it's, I can't even, I don't, unless it's I like a, know coiling a cord or something i guess yeah i have a but, bunch of like glass lock uh uh you know tupperware things glass tupperware mm, things yeah and some of them are circular but most of them are either rectangular or square it just makes sense like the inside of my refrigerator is like it's not i'm not yeah. storing this stuff in an igloo guys right you don't have a circular refrigerator <laughs> yeah it should all be square behold so, behold the cylindrical refrigerator <laughs> Oh it no! It can fit through any size doorway. <laughs> That's totally gonna be a thing. You just kind of roll start, it through. Samsung's gonna repurpose all of their machinery they use to make their. Uh, you know what the thing is? TV or what are those like the, the curved TVs? The curved TVs to make <laughs> circular. See, the thing is, the thing is, it would be circular or cylindrical on the outside, but when you open it up, like the internal cavity would still be square. Because there's are, no other way to do it. <laughs> and what are, what? I don't know. That's how I they this, get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. Well, and in that in that case, I I still would need what I've started to turn to is I'm replacing all that stuff with square containers. And I was at, do they have a do they have smart and final where you're at? It's like a no. I don't know what that is. It's like um. Is that like a home goods? It's 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 like a grocery store. It's like a little co- little Costco. Oh, little mm, little like a, Costco. A, a little Costco. Oh, a little where they've Costco. got like lots of bulk goods, but like okay. also stuff that that like if you owned like a if you owned a food truck, you would buy a lot of your supplies there. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? They so got a lot of, of like service place. Yeah, but but we for have like places like that here called Gordon Food Service. Okay, we can it's go not buy like a, the 
wholesaler or anything, but it's yeah. it's but, you know but normal can you get an institutional failure. sized can of crushed tomatoes. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but what like, they also listen, you don't know how much tikka masala I make. <laughs> well, they <laughs> also sell a month. <laughs> they sell uh square like since it's restaurant stuff is in there. They sell like square Cambro containers. Hmm. I don't know what a Cambro is. So Cambro is like you put Cambro of- in the show notes. And I thought, is that just a, the new term for a vlogger? <laughs> Where's the. Uh, uh... There you go. <laughs> um, oh, OK. Food storage. These are like these are like quite fancy food storage things like, you know, stuff that Cam- won't bust. Yeah, Cambro makes a lot of stuff. A lot of pe- times people call, if you see their like insulated food holder, they call that mm. a, a Cambro. Oh, or they okay. call the yeah. containers this a is Cambro. The, uh, this is the kind of thing that uh, like the caterers have. Right. They bring the, they bring but, the, the aluminum trays in a Cambro. But what I'm getting is those, those like several quart sized containers that are square that have the square lids. Yeah, those are good. Um, and they're freaking, they're great, and they make them in all kinds of sizes, but then they also have these things that are called um, camware food pans. I'm looking, I just was looking at those. And what they are camware is they're like those things that you get, you know, if you go to like a buffet, like a salad bar, like a Sizzler sal- salad bar, yeah, and they've if got you all go the containers a, uh, sitting in the ice. Yeah, if you go to a Subway, all the all the ingredients yeah, are in Yeah, all the ingredients bins. are in these little, th- that's what they are, and they have that's little the lids. Bin. And they That's all pretty... stack on top of each other. Hmm. And they're do, like that. Do they seal well? They don't seal super well. So if you want to seal, oh, no, you got to get I'm those sorry. other things. They have seal covers. Yes. Wait, they do? Yes, they do. I'm on their uh, internet website and they have seal covers. I need to get some of those. See, I just have the ones that you set on top, which is that, you know, that's fine. <laughs> what you need. Uh, they have grip lids as well. If you need even more uh, everything. Um but what you need uh, is the flip lids so that you can like pull the bins out, set them on your counter and then like flip the lid open and pretend that you're a professional. <laughs> Have like the little clear spoons that go in yeah, there. Exa- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is so much washing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, anyhow, yeah. I, I, I mean, the real culprit for us is that we'll usually like once a week, we'll get a big watermelon. Mm. And, you know, for like Sunday dinner, we'll have watermelon and we'll chop up the whole watermelon and put it in a giant bowl, which literally takes up like a third to a quarter to a third of the refrigerator. Right. Because it's just a huge thing. Because it's a large boy. Yeah. Yeah. And a large bowl has so much empty space. That you, like I don't have anything that's like an inverted shape to <laughs> put yeah. in there. I, like, I don't know, like a. Like a bunch of kohlrabi or something to stack around. It. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that has that shape to go around a bowl. Anyhow, just so just, I just some sauces in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got some of the the big food pans. They're like uh, I don't know, probably several quarts. Like uh, six you should quarts. get you should get a Cambro soak and brine tank, thirty seven gallon tank. They they have so much. I mean. You're meant to they have so much stuff. over a drain so that you can just open the little spigot and it drains out. And oh, it says it drains cool. in four minutes. Where are you? Are you on the Cambro site? I'm on uh, Cambro.com. <laughs> Which is not an NSFW website. You can it just. It is not. 
You, you can just surprised. go there. Beverage bars. Wow. You could get a little bar or a little ice caddy. You know, I would kill for an ice caddy, to be honest. <laughs> what? Oh, where's my, the... my my fridge doesn't have an ice maker and uh it just gets irritating, you know. So my fridge does have an ice maker. Mm-hmm. Um but the problem is that it like the ice tastes weird. And oh, interesting. Probably the ice... probably there's a filter you have to get. No, there's a filter that does the water. But well, but, but the, don't you think that that probably goes to the ice? Yeah, yeah. the 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 ice is made out of filtered water, but the problem right. is that the ice sits in the freezer and it picks up freezer smell. You know, uh, there's like still stuff is floating around in the freezer. You need, you need so much baking soda in your in your uh, freezer. Yeah, maybe that's the trick. But also, the ice that the ice maker makes is like half air. It's like half air bubbles. Oh, so like hmm. you fill your cup with ice and you put water in there and like the ice is gone. Like it disappears almost instantaneously. <laughs> it's like worthless. And then it just becomes stale water, you mm. know, because it's mm. been sitting in the freezer. So like what <laughs> I started to do last summer is I would buy, I would go to Sonic, mm-hmm. you know, the, the drive through oh, yeah. drive in place they're familiar with Sonic burger. You can get, you can get bags of ice there of their delicious crushed ice. It's like little pebbles. So yeah. I would get that and I would put that in my freezer, but I need like a little caddy. F- I don't need it on wheels. Uh, 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 excuse me, sir. Uh, may I uh, possibly obtain uh, one bag of your uh, crushed ice uh, creations? <laughs> I mean, I don't do it like that, but <laughs> I just like, uh, like one order of ice and they, uh, they don't look at you funny. And I always ask for a limeade, and they always go, a cherry limeade? And I go, no. If I wanted a cherry limeade... No, just a limeade. I would have said cherry limeade. I just said limeade. Knowledge. <laughs> I think they feel like they're trying to give you an out. <laughs> like so they want to just... Like, oh, yes. My bad. Yeah, but I instead, mean, I... you're like, no. <laughs> I want to like, drink surely... that tastes like lime. I no don't care. Would eat... No one would want just the lime. No, I would. Yeah. I want the just lime. I like, I like the, lime. I like lime, and that's why I like tahine. Mm. Have you ever had tahine? I have not. I like sour, salty, tahine. limey. What's so a ta- tahine? Chili lime salt. Oh. Yeah, you can buy this and you can put it on and everything. Now, I went through a phase mm. a few years ago where it was like all tahine all the time, and I kind of got a little burnt out, but now I'm starting to crave it again. Yeah. Well, so I think we'll you probably got to use it carefully, you know. So it's like a chili oh, powder like with lime and salt somewhere. That's what I recognize the bottle. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's like a very Mexican thing. Yeah, that's slowly, you know, crept its way. We're slowly appropriating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, this is a really interesting thing. Yeah. I've been doing it forever Ooh. down there. I put tahini on my Korean barbecue. <laughs> oh, ew, get out of here. <laughs> when I was a kid, we didn't have access to tahini, as far as mm. I know. But we did have this stuff called Lucas. That's actually, uh, you know, a lot of Democrats in 2020 are calling for a robust plan to provide access for tahini for all Americans. Actually, it's just starting with it's they're just going to lower the age of people yeah. who can get it from right. like 65 to 60. 
Yeah, but Bernie Sanders is ahead because he's calling for universal tahine. Universal tahine. Everyone gets a bottle of tahine. Tahine is a human right. (laughs) (laughs) So so there was like a proto-tahine called Lucas. Uh Uh-oh. What happened to it? (laughs) Well... I only just found this out because I was researching. This is like tahini. this is like I'm imagining like the, there was a proto. Uh, what's the oh? Uh, there was a proto sriracha, and it's now used as tear gas. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this like, it, it, I mean, it came in these little tiny bottles that are like, oh, I don't know, the, they're like the size of a. Mm, like you know, like one of those little camping salt shakers you would get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cut it in half, so it's oh, like okay, a short yeah. one of mm-hmm, those. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it would have this little lime salt. There's like a lime one. There's a chili one. There's like a sour mango one. But it was basically like sour salty stuff. Mm. And you can mm. get them from the uh, from the. Uh, Ice cream man would usually have them. Mm-hmm. That's that's at least how I used to get them when I was a kid. Interesting. And they you would you would think that you would like sprinkle them on things to eat them, but when we were kids, me and my friends would just literally uh mainline it. Like we would just put it on our hand and lick our hands like as if we were some sort of cows or some sort wow. of cattle with a right. salt lick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We love, love this stuff. So I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I forgot about Lucas. I haven't seen that in forever. And then I did a Google search. And the first thing that came out was this article, Toxic Candy Still Being Sold. Huh? Oh. <laughs> this is from 2007. But Great. apparently there was like <laughs> very high levels of Not lead. Not a big surprise. <laughs> Oh, that's what gives it the uh, that what that that gives it the tanginess, the lead fatality. So, like, I'm pretty sure that I (laughs) may have been affected by lead poisoning because of how much Lucas I ate. I mean, I ate a lot of Lucas. Yeah. Now you know I am a fan of uh, like you say the like sour, uh, salty kind of thing. I'm a big Uh fan. Like a like a lemon garlic soy sauce kind of dish. Oh yeah 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 sauce yeah, yeah, yeah that's good yeah. ginger mm. as well yeah mm-hmm. lime yeah but I'm a big fan of boy I go through limes real fast. Oh yeah we we I mean we've got a we've got a lime box like half of our <laughs> our uh, vegetable. Do you have a subscription fruit? service just for limes? Lime box. <laughs> <laughs> Every we week should, we ship you twenty limes. We should start it. Hey, lime lime box. That's our first our first business. Lime box. <laughs> but we just have a whole like half of our fridge drawer that's like is for the fruit is like just a I have like a little tray in there and it's just full of limes and we we go through a lot of limes and lemon because it's just so good. But anyhow. Yeah. Um. If 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 I ever do anything dumb, it's not my fault. I right. was, I had lead poisoning, so you can't blame me. Mm-hmm. Go blame ahead, sir. You had a question. Yeah. Blame the Lucas. Speaking of lifestyle, I mm. am in 
I am in U.S. I'm in soccer lifestyle right now, but particularly, yeah. uh, I just term for or like, are you a soccer boy? Like what? Uh, I don't see. I don't even know. I'm not. I'm like new to this whole thing. But like, as the past like two years, I really a, like started are you a falling footballer. Football. <laughs> I think that's like the people who play. Oh, football. Mm. Um, I, I think a supporter is the term. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm very much in support of the U S women's national soccer team. Yes. And their first game. It's, I, th- it's the I think we women's all are. World we thank Cup them for right their now. service. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they're definitely, <laughs> they're definitely basically the best troops we have. Right. Not to, I mean, not to say anything bad about other troops. You're great too. But I mean, these are some pretty incredible in the world cup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they're playing the FIFA. Yeah. I, I followed this like a tiny bit by which I mean, I got, um, push notifications that they apparently destroyed Thailand by which I mean the, the team from Thailand, not the actual country of Thailand, actual country, but yeah. Uh, but 13, the team. 13 points to uh, null points, nil. It was insane. It was just insane. And and it's yeah. funny because the reactions were, were, there was just a lot of reactions about how this was inappropriate and it was bad and they should have, I guess, you think, stopped or... Do you think, you know, America has been flirting with the idea of liking soccer for like 20 years now? <laughs> yeah. Do you think we're actually getting there? Um, I, th- I think we, m- I think we might be, it's, it's always I often hard hear because... that part of the problem is the MLS itself, but. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I don't know enough to say up or down, but, but I, and it's hard because California. Hi, welcome to is Goal a little Line, bit, a is podcast a little bit about soccer for people who know nothing about soccer. <laughs> we really should just do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but anyhow, it, it's it's becoming a thing. I mean, I don't know. I'm really excited about it. If you do, if you if you haven't been watching soccer and you're like, I want a sport to watch. That I should. The thing is, I'm not in a city that uh, has soccer, like a soccer team or a rich tradition of soccer. So you would be surprised, but soccer is not among them. You would be surprised that, I mean, yeah, maybe Michigan. I could, I could go back to Columbus and be a crew. You can root for Columbus. Yeah. But back to the women's team, they, they dominate it. And it's funny, all the criticism they get and you, and, and there's this really good article written in the Washington post that I Mm. will, will be in the show notes. That was by Sally Jenkins. And like her, her take on it is just hilarious. Just imagine, this is a quote, just imagine that record setting 13 to zero victory over Thailand will play at a jury trial. So basically one of the reasons they're saying it was important that they, that they did this, that they scored all these points was because the women's national soccer team is suing us soccer because they are not being paid like the men's soccer team who suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I can't say so, I'm surprised. So the women's team vastly overperforms them. And, and so they're suing, you know, to get, 
get their dues. Um, so it's saying it's going to be, be a lot of fun watching lawyers for the soccer federation, try to justify why the U S women's national team with their air rifles for legs are paid 38 cents on the dollar compared to their male counterparts. It's going to be pure entertainment listening to Federation President stammer out an explanation on the witness stand of why his team, which is nothing short of an American damn treasure, isn't worth equal coin to the men's squad who can't even beat Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, and they're saying like all these, you know, Nike committed $120 million to the U.S. soccer in 1997, and it was not because the men's team finished 10th in the Olympics. <laughs> it was because of Mia Hamm and Julie Foudy and Michelle Akers. An yeah. audience of 90,000. Yeah. So, you know, basically saying like we, uh, critiques are fine, whatever, but like, let's think about how we, we don't give them their due. And I, I just want to give them their due on this little podcast that we have. They're pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch. Well, yeah, no, I'm a, a women's soccer, I think has always been, or at least for a long time, has been better than men's soccer in the U S. I mean, they have, yeah. I mean, we've had good men's soccer too, but definitely the women's soccer team has been just, yeah, just killer. And anyhow, watch. I mean, the moral of the story is, I'm just here to say, watch more soccer. It's very mm. fun. It's um, it's also less toxic than other sports, which I really appreciate. Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, support for, you know, there's like anti-fascist. <laughs> mm-hmm. soccer unions and stuff i don't know it's it's pretty cool <clears throat> speaking of cool 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 you know what's cool folks brands on twitter brands aren't they brands cool? on twitter yeah um so uh um are you familiar with the cliff bar brand Oh, I know how to eat my way around a cliff bar. Uh, okay. Are you familiar with the kind bar brand? I've never had a kind bar, but I've seen kind bars. Right. But you understand they're both kind of basically the same thing, more or less. Yeah. They're like a, they're like a category of, they're like a fitness, uh, fitness chew. Yeah. <laughs> a nominally healthy snack bar thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like a not great granola. Right. Bar. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it turns out that Cliff Bar and Kind Bar have been uh, absolutely going at each other on Twitter and Facebook. Um, oh, wow. Kind Bar is uh, berating Cliff Bar for claiming uh, or for having way too much sugar, which is but we should debate our plans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so the Kind Bar says that the Cliff Bar has too much sugar and it's not healthy. Um, Cliff Bar says that Kind Bar should go organic, uh, and um, uh, yeah, they're they're just they're like they're even posting stupid memes about it and stuff, and it's just the worst. Like <laughs> amongst like it's bad enough to see like people arguing on Twitter, but to see brands do it, like the thing that annoyed me reading these screenshots in these tweets was just that people are getting paid to post this nonsense they're they're wasting their time Uh, who is this for that's my question yeah i don't know i don't know who is this for you know what though for it obviously is there someone over there who's like (laughs) get (laughs) him get him kind bar (laughs) destroy him (laughs) i just i don't know man like i've been waiting for this (laughs) 
obviously either this is coordinated and they're both going to announce that they're not using sugar and they're going organic as yeah, some sort of announce weird... that they've they've merged <laughs> yeah yeah exactly oh <laughs> uh... no because the one the kind bar is uh, is uh 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 or no sorry um cliff bar is like if sugar is such a big deal to you why did you sell 40 percent of your company which is kind to mars candy like got him <laughs> got him <laughs> like no one uh, this is like like eventually i think twitter will just become bots arguing at each other and this is like a little preview of that well the thing that's so sad is that you know there's like some interns or like social media people at the companies behind right. all this they probably like, this there was is a their big, job there was a big pr push they're like we have to contain this we have to respond <laughs> It's like they've got a war room going on. Yeah. It's just <laughs> uh, it's this bad. Is like, this is like the, the dumbest decade of all decades. I just want to say, yeah. So, you know, there are what I would call, I wouldn't call them good brand interactions, but interesting brand interactions. But like, I don't know. I've become skeptical and irony poisoned about all brand interactions at this point. If you're a yeah, brand yeah. and you want to like, yes, and another brand, just just don't just go away knowledge it's very just, true just go away there's like this there's every everybody's been infected by capitalism brain worms and like the only well, and, way we can think of anything is through the market through capitalism through like buying and selling and and like brands and businesses do you know what i mean like this is mm -hmm. something that would have happened in some other arena before right <laughs> but no well i feel like this is um this thing between cliff bar and kind bar is sort of the end result of like advocacy and cause marketing taken you know taken to the extreme like the logical conclusion is just like destroying other brands and being like we're the most organic <laughs> I sit atop the throne of organic. <laughs> Our CEO takes his bonuses in flaxseed oil. <laughs> well, and then people are people as a side note, we're roasting them for the fact that like, yeah, their bars may be organic or whatever or not, but like they're still packaged in plastic, which is probably way worse anyway. <laughs> I mean, oh. and their defense of that was like, uh, your concerns have been noted. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like that that whole that whole thing of like, oh, if we cause an uproar, we can convince brands to do the right thing, and they will do the right thing because they'll realize that they can turn this into a positive publicity, or at least they can. They can like Aikido it, you know, right. they can judo it into being advantageous for them. Mm -hmm. And I think just people in like general, if, we, if we just control the narrative, that's what this interaction is, is two brands trying to control the same narrative. Right. But I think it's I think what I, the point I'm trying to make is like it's empowered by consumers. Yeah. Because, and this is something that I've we've had in the show notes for to talk about. And we're just going to get out of the way. But it's this idea of the consumerist mindset. Which, oh, is that is that the sequel to that guy's book? <laughs> that got the gorilla, gorilla mindset, mindset too. The consumer's <laughs> mindset. <laughs> this mindset you don't have to like 
uh, eat any powders or like, really you, you do have to eat kind bars though <laughs> you do have to eat kind bars or whichever bar wins listen i don't make the rules well that's the thing we're gonna make all the bars we're gonna have uh let's see kind bar uh cliff bar lara bar rx bar they're all going in the <laughs> you ring know what's funny? they're going yesterday, to the octagon yesterday <laughs> <UFC>. i was <laughs> at, <laughs> yesterday i was at smart and final and i was you know like i mentioned and i was literally looking at they have a whole bar section and I was right. looking at all the different bars. I was like, I should grab some of these for like a convenient. But then I was like looking at them compared. There were so many snack. choices. I was like, it's nah. kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Nah. The, the bar section it, at my local grocery store just continues to grow. And it's like, there are so <laughs> many flavors that I'm like, who would eat this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's, and no wonder they're trying to like compete, you know, they're trying to go to war against each other. It's yeah. So they can, they can shave off another 1% market share and get massive bonuses this month. Yeah. So the consumerist mindset is just the idea that we, we should be more cynical about any movement based mostly on individual actions because Mm -hmm. the underlying belief that we've all adopted and we've all been brainwashed into believing by, uh, companies, is that our individual decisions, our individual purchases matter. Because that's the premise of advertising, right? Right. You should buy this because it's important for you to make this decision and buy this thing. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter what deodorant, the, like, the best thing you could do as a person is just walk in, like run as fast as you can into the store. You got to get deodorant, run as fast as you can in the store to the deodorant section, grab the first one you can spot and run out. Cause then you yeah, wasted you buy the, organic the least deodorant. amount of your time thinking about what kind of deodorant you're going to get. It's made from flax oil, which I presume is a thing that exists. I don't know. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's made it, it, my, well, my, my deodorant's actually sourced from fair trade quinoa. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but is it organic quinoa? It's it's organic fair trade quinoa. Okay, good. I, I mean, it we does have, have high fructose corn syrup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we do adulterate it just a little bit. <laughs> um but like the so so like But this is this is the, this is related to the trend of like saying, "Oh, you shouldn't uh get straws." or whatever straws are canceled yeah <laughs> which i want to be clear um well firstly uh i haven't gotten straws for long before it was cool to not get straws so oh. thank you thank you wow. um mostly because curve. i mostly because i discovered that i can in fact drink a drink without a small tube uh, <laughs> someone told me one time that if you drink out of a straw you suck in air from before the liquid gets to your mouth. And okay. that by inhaling that air, it makes you gassy. I don't think that's true. That's but literally not that how it works. The <laughs> fact that they've told me that makes me yeah. like feel gassy after I drink. Interact. You think of that and then you're like stomach rumbles. And like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know <laughs> right. what's going on there. But. So this is, yeah. So, the, you know, I guess. I'm a little, I, I have a butt in your, in your, um, your, your how, how, how dare you? I know. Um, well, that's because what I often see is, um, 
you know, you say, well, you know, one person simply refusing to use straws isn't going to make that much of an impact. You know, there's larger things at play here. But then there are people who go, well, heck, I'll just take all the straws then. Or, you know, they'll be like, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. And they'll nothing, just, I guess and nothing like, matters. Yeah, Do whatever you like, want. YOLO. Like, no, like you can still the thing is to do both right like you yeah. should avoid straws personally but also focus on the much bigger factors at play here like the big companies yeah that, you know emit so much carbon dioxide the, the fact that you know like there are companies or power plants that emit way more co2 than you do doesn't give you a license to continue to make bad choices i would say Knowledge. Yeah. yeah, and I think, so I think I, my my my, is, my yeah. conclusion here is do both. <laughs> well, I think you can do both, but I think the the consumerist mindset distracts you into only doing one. Well, because right, you don't because... have the energy to spend your. What it's saying is tie up all of your time and resources on these these little things right. that, that a... will not affect the big businesses day-to-day life you well we're, we're gonna throw this out here and distract you with all this little stuff right it's like hey it, well because there's a sort of an effect right that's like you're at i don't know chipotle and you don't get a straw and, you, and then you feel good about that and you're like ah oh, i've done my environmentally friendly thing for today and that's all yeah. i need to do <laughs> and they don't I tick care. the box yeah you, like they don't care if you nobody else cares if you do or don't get a straw like the i right. mean i guess maybe the straw manufacturer but they can just as easily manufacture but the margins else. on a single straw are <laughs> not worthwhile right. as are the emissions really guarantee like, yeah. that after this movement you know people not wanting to kill tortoises all you know every single person that stopped getting straws probably put almost zero dent into the straw industry what they probably did is buy a bunch of non-reusable straws, which they're going to forget about and then throw out in five <laughs> years. And those will biodegrade less quickly than I literally am straws. drinking out of one right now. It's a silicone yeah. straw. Sil- sil- silicone straw. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think the, the thing is like you need to get the proportion right. Yeah. Uh, how much time and energy you focus on things that are important versus unimportant. I'm not saying well, this is, yeah. be a nihilist, so, give up on everything. Right. The, but an example is like, if you're considering a new car, you should think about getting like a hybrid or an electric car if that works for you. You shouldn't go, well, my one car doesn't do all that much. So, you know, whatever. I'll go buy well, a truck. <laughs> yeah. And the thing, but the thing, the thing that I think is important to point out is that if you if you are in the consumerist mindset it puts the onus on average people and it makes it makes normal everyday people start to see each other as the enemy instead of right. the larger cuz that guy got a straw he hates yeah. the environment so now we're going to start policing each other who we're all just trying to live our lives we're all you know <laughs> we're just trying to trying to do stuff yeah and yeah, so it's distract. It says, you know, it's basically a bunch of companies going, why don't you fight amongst yourselves? That yeah. way we, we don't look at them and go, now, wait a minute. What are you doing over there? And they're like, don't worry about it. And hey, it gives that guy got a straw. Go get it him. Gives, it gives the powerful a excuse to make examples out of individuals. So if you say, hey, I'm concerned about 
Everybody look at this guy. I'm concerned about our fossil fuel usage. And they'll say, oh, that's a lot. That's, that's, you know, pretty hypocritical coming from someone who drives a car. Like if you, if you ever take a plane, you obviously hate the environment. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if we, if, and we, we focus on these things and it distracts us, stop it. Do you remember the articles, uh, right after the green new deal came out that was, um, of AOC getting into a minivan and it was like pretty hypocritical that she got into a minivan instead of a Prius. <laughs> it's like, wow, you got her roasted her. <laughs> My answer is something called science. Yeah. She's, she's literally done now. She's that's the end of her political career. And as we all know, she resigned immediately afterwards in disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she didn't. Her actual response was that was my aunt's minivan. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> so, so I think the moral of the story is don't be a jerk to normal people trying to live their lives. Don't don't be don't be obsessive about piddly little things at the expense of tackling the bigger issues, but also don't try to police people. Mm-hmm. Just be a good person. Try to do the best you can. Make good choices. Make good choices. But don't don't like Make stay up choices. all night unable to sleep because you're worried about that straw. You, you took got. three napkins. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be okay. Although you're you should the, feel ashamed. How dare you? How not, dare you? Oh, this is going wrong. Oh no. <laughs> we got a transition. It <laughs> took a turn. Um, I feel like we're continuing uh, along the path <laughs> of possible problematic. Oh no, this is gonna get spicy. <laughs> Uh, everyone, you may get canceled. Everyone, I'm gonna. So this segment is called "Aaron Gets Canceled." Because mm. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was a guy, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Stewart. Oh, good old Johnny Stewart, as he's uh, well known as. So this week, everyone, everyone was just super excited. They, they were, were real. Real, uh, you know, they just really. I think the only word is "horned." Yes, they were real horned for John Stewart. <laughs> it was, and I, I get it. We all, I, if you haven't watched the video, there's a, click the link in the show notes for the video. It's of it's John a, Stewart. It's a good it's video. A real, it's a real good speech. I, you know, yeah, yeah. It's a good speech he gave. It's incisive. It's what Congress needed to hear, which is unfortunate because most of them weren't there. It's unfortunate because it probably makes no difference about how they're going to. Yeah, it doesn't matter yelling at congressmen, telling them to do their job because they're not gonna. They don't have an incentive. Yeah, they don't. They don't really care about you that much. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just go ahead, sir. You had a question. It's all theater. You know what I mean? And like, right? I get that. They they sit there with a concerned look on their face, going, "Hmm." Hmm. And then afterwards, I, you're talking to their staff like that. I get guy that was it's useful. Idiot. I'm not one of these people that's just like, who cares about, you know, public but who cares? But like, you know, yeah, but I it don't is know what it is. I think there is something of a myth that like a good oratory can change the, you know, the minds of people. And, you this know, is the thing, this is the thing I wanted to talk about. What's the limits of a really good speech? Because I think a lot of people believe that if you make a really know. good speech, it just completely changes everything. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this 
this is the thing is that like the only people who are rallied by a speech are people who were receptive to the message in the first place. That's right. Like, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like the people who still think, I don't know. It's, this is just sort of in general that it's very difficult to change anyone's mind by arguing with them or trying to lay out. I don't know. You know, like, is, like the, the nature of a get... speech like this is that it would be perceived as somewhat argumentative or confrontational by someone who, you know, is against whatever you're trying to advocate. Yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, if speech. you if you are already not if you already decided that you don't care about the first responders. <laughs> yeah, then I don't think John Stewart's going to conv- convince you. Like, it's important. Like, no, we don't have any more money for the first responders, uh, but we do need to go spend thirty-five billion dollars on three more F thirty-fives. <laughs> we really need to make sure that the Saudis can bomb as many you many children. It's it's as extremely possible. important. <laughs> the thing is, like, I I'm and I'm going to come out of. And and like reveal this, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna lay lay all my cards on the table here. I don't get John Stewart. Like he's fine. He can he's be a real pen tapping kind of guy. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's that's cool. He's a very good public speaker, which you would expect because he had a television show. He was in been which on, he made a TV lot of good zingers. Yeah. yeah, that was like his job was to just make zingers all day. Right. But and I here think he's was... applied that he's applied that technology for good in this case. Yeah. But, you know, but as I you say, like there's this whole era of good speech, guys. Like if we can just <laughs> if we can wheel out the good Do speech, your job, guys, sir, <laughs> we can wheel out the good speech. Guys. Yeah, we don't need and to impeach the everything. president. We just need to make speeches about how he's a bad dude. And, and there's and there's like and if we can totally roast him. He'll just go away. <laughs> if we can roast. <laughs> if we can roast his ass, that'll that'll be yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And, and and like it's a it's from this time period. The reason I bring this up is from this time period that I was checked out because part of it was while I was uh, while I was serving a mission and I didn't have right. access this is, this is to the media. early aughts. Yeah, and so this was like the buildup to the Iraq War, and I was not consuming any news at that time. I was I was otherwise engaged, and so I, I think there may be because from what I know, it sounds like John Stewart at that time was one of the few people who were looking at all the fabricated nonsense justification for the Iraq War that the rest of the media was mostly just parroting, and he was the one going, you know, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, the only the only perception I had about all of that, because I was I was a Mormon missionary and I I you don't you're not allowed to like watch TV or listen to the radio. You don't you don't read the news. I, I would like on one day a week when I go and write emails to people, I'd like see the headlines and I would read like the front page stories of the New York Times on it. And then I'd hear from like wacky people as I'm knocking on their doors, <laughs> like, "Oh, did you did you hear that Osama's in Iraq? What? <laughs> you know, you just hear like weird <laughs> well, things." That's so, quite a development. <laughs> to, to me, it was all like, "I don't who knows what's going on." Like, yeah. to me, it wasn't like. I guess I never had to think about the battle over whether this was right or not, or what was true. So, like that, and that same time period was the like West Wing 
golden days, right? Like that's when the West oh, Wing was yeah. a big deal. Which was I, another sort of do your job, sir, show. That was another like, you know, uh, good speech guy. Yeah, <laughs> there's a famous clip of uh, the president dude uh, destroying some religious lady with his yeah. knowledge of the Bible. <laughs> and it's a, it's a very uh, kind of moment. Yeah, and so like I guess because I'm disconnected from all that stuff in that time well, period that that like I feel like a a man at a time that so yeah. like when I see well, people but I have that too right because I was very young at that time so I don't okay. remember any of it I wasn't paying attention to it <laughs> so, so we're in the same boat when it comes to that then right uh, so to me John Stewart is just a really good speech guy you know yeah. Um, and I'm glad that he's on our side. But I think you have a good point here, which is do we put too much faith in rhetoric at the expense of action? Yeah, I think I think we do. Like from my perception. Well, right. Yeah. This is again, this is similar to the whole like not getting a straw thing where you think I made a good speech or that guy made a good speech and uh, we got him this time. Guys, we canceled the president. He's officially canceled. <laughs> the, the president is canceled. We I'm did sorry. it. <laughs> we were banned from the server. <laughs> Guess what? Still president. Doesn't matter. Yep. Doesn't make a difference. Oh, oh really? <laughs> no Wait, difference really? Is made. Wait a minute. Everything's still the same. We're still killing you, you many children in school. Wait a minute. I'm confused. We didn't get him. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Do get you him. Understand that? <laughs> so like. I, this this was a problem that I noticed when when I started trying to be more politically active and I got involved in a lot of groups, and I realized that mostly what they wanted to do was make good speeches. Like they wanted they wanted to be the good speech guys. Yeah, it's all it's all about well, yeah. It's and posting. they didn't they didn't yeah they were just all posting. It was all about posting, and it was like really not about like it was all getting around and commiserating with each other. It's, it's all about hashtag wrecking your opponent with hashtag logics and hashtag facts. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good insight. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's at least that's, uh, yeah, I, that's the thing on both sides of the political spectrum. I think, I think it's more obvious on the right wing side because we literally have a clip of Ben Shapiro saying something like that, but. And I think you know. we both know somebody from the internet who who people will criticize them for, you know, they'll say things like, I don't vote, it doesn't matter, like, <laughs> and they'll get criticized for it. But then yeah. if you look at the actual action that that person has done, mm -hmm. I mean, they've accomplished a lot right. of fundamentally good political. People, how and, could you not vote? Like literally <laughs> your entire uh, existence is worthless because you don't vote. <laughs> And and they don't and they haven't made any any really good speeches. It's a bunch of people, frankly, like me, who vote and then do nothing else. Going, how dare you, sir? <laughs> well, then this person goes and like you know gets secures like healthcare for a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like actually and makes like, raises money difference. for healthcare, you know, uh, <laughs> initiatives or whatever. Yeah, like like actually does direct action yeah. against things so i guess the takeaway is that do more I, i'm happy action. that people like Get john stewart but just do more actual stuff don't stop stop believing that a good speech is gonna like <laughs> fundamentally change the world without you actually like doing anything yeah you know gamers rise up <laughs> <laughs> this is a happy episode <laughs> <laughs> it's we're not recording this at our usual time and i think we're better for it perhaps or at least we're in a better mood <laughs>
but I feel like we're covering some real. <laughs> you heard about the dancing cop? I uh, know. <laughs> I mean, I thought you would because he's from Ohio. Oh, this is he's, the cool cop. He's the, he's, he's cool he's, cop. He's, he's Ohio's cool cop. dance. Ohio's dancing cop. I'm not like those other cops. So, uh, like, yeah, he, I'm going to read went... this headline. <laughs> the dancing cop was caught on video punching a man in the face. Now police are investigating. Folks, we uh, we uh, are sad to inform you that the dancing cop has been milkshake ducked. Oh, it turns out maybe the dancing cop. (laughs) Turns out maybe the dancing cop was not good. His Instagram, his Instagram handle is oh no, it's da popo. Why are you the way that you are? So, an Ohio police officer who went viral in 2015 after dancing with kids was caught on video this weekend punching an unarmed man in the face who was standing and shouting at another officer prompting outrage and a police investigation. Hmm. Yeah, this I happened just, in Columbus. That's, I just uh, think the moral of this story is we really need to be careful who we make our heroes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just because just because a cop did a cool dance. <laughs> right. Doesn't necessarily mean he's a great guy. Yeah. You Boy, know? we're so desperate to hold someone up and be like, oh, this is the good cop guy. <laughs> this is an example of all the good cop guys. It's really sad. It's yeah. really hard for me because I know I know some people who are, I can think of like two or three people I know who are like some of the best human persons that I know. Mm-hmm. And they are somehow they are police officers, law enforcement officers. And I literally have no idea how they live in that world. Mm-hmm. It, it, it boggles my mind. Hmm. <sighs> but most cops are are awful. Let's just, yeah. let's just be honest. Like, yeah. there's a large body of evidence for that that grows every day. Like, forty percent of cops are like uh, violent abusers. They're like, <laughs> there's yeah. just huge, crazy uh, problems. Very, very problems. So, like, you know, you see one cop dancing, and you're like, <gasps> we found so a good one. cops are okay now. Cops are uncanceled. We did it. It's like we got him, but like in a good way, right? <laughs> we got him. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. But then it, but yes. then it turns out yes. it's not. It's yes. Not, we got him. It's we got him. Yeah. Oh, we got him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. 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 Cool cop. <laughs> I was. I was just waiting for you. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see how long it I wasn't sure. I feel um, like I've been doing a lot of the transitions. I feel like I was hogging well, them. Yes, I believe we skipped an item here. Whoa. Yeah. We did. Well, let's just do that. Um let's do that after this. Okay. Um this is a little little bit of levity. I'm gonna say some words to you. Are you ready? Yeah. Live, laugh, love. Um and did I don't know if it but you just hope Well, that was weird. Our engineer Craig uh, ran out on us for a moment. Very rude. Very rude. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, we're now soliciting resumes for new engineers. 
Uh, what I was going to talk about um, uh, was um, tell me, have you ever, perhaps you've happened upon, you know, maybe once or twice in your life, um, you know, a piece of home decor emblazoned mm. with the motto, live, laugh, love. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you probably on the love. <laughs> you've probably only seen this once or twice, right? And not <laughs> literally <laughs> everywhere. I've done it like a bajillion times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was it's an article over. in the outline about this uh, trend of live, laugh, love. Um, there's 2,000 results on Amazon for live, laugh, love. There's almost 10,000 results on Etsy. There's 2.6 million results for the hashtag live, laugh, love on Instagram. Um, it's it's uh, It seems to have become the motto of our times. And this article kind of goes into it. There's a so quote depressing. about there's a quote Why? about DIY decoration that became more enticing after the 2000 recession. Um, so you would just have, you know, like word art. Uh-huh. So you would just put platitudes on it and live, laugh, love seems to be the most popular platitude, I think, because there's a kind of a cadence and alliteration to it in particular. But yeah. um, I find it interesting. I-, I entitled this the banal nature of commoditized decor slash Pinterest culture, which is that one thing that Pinterest has enabled is that everyone can get sort of the same idea and think, wow, that's really neat. And then they run out and buy it off of Etsy or whatever. Boy. Yeah. And then, and then everyone has the exact same piece of decor in their home and they all think that they're very unique. Uh, that's what I, ne- that's what I've not been able to determine. Do they think they're unique do they think that it's, or do they just not think? Do do they see this and be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, that is me." That speaks to me. Live, laugh, that love. Yes. Is, <laughs> yeah, they just see it. They're yes, like, "Yes, yes, yes, yes." <laughs> There's just one too many yeses. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so good. So what I I think this is also an interesting thing to analyze um, alongside parallel to the trend of fast fashion, which is um, stores like H&M becoming more popular. Um, There's also what I would almost describe as a sort of fast decor, which is like you can get really cheap mass produced pieces of home decor that don't cost anything you know, readily and they know available. it's going to sell because somebody's searching for live, laugh, love and right. on the margins. One of those times it's going to be your thing. They buy. Well, I guarantee you can walk into any target in the continental United oh. States and there will be at least one piece of decor. that says live, laugh, love on it. <laughs> so there for you to buy my, my live, laugh, love story is that when I was doing <laughs> sales, it's a live, laugh, love story. I do have a live, laugh, love story. When I was doing door to door sales in St. Louis, it gets hot. In the summer, you know, this is like June and July. Right. It's hot. Sometimes you're having a crap day. It's not working out. And so I would like meet up with a friend of mine who had also gone out there with me. And uh <laughs> we one one time she was like, Do you want to go to Michael's? I was like, Yeah, sure. Like I, I as a kid, I love going to Michael's and looking at all the paint brushes model kits and stuff i mean there's all kinds of cool stuff there so i was like i haven't been to a michael's forever so we went in there and we started to notice that there was so many things that said live laugh love Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we started counting how many things throughout the store you could find and it was like 
in the high 30, 40 range, yeah. different items that said live, laugh, love. And this was in, this was 2007, I think. 2008. Right, so this was just when it was starting out. Really. This is the, this is when the boom was bursting. We were right at the epicenter of it, mm-hmm. and uh, it, <laughs> it it just was everywhere. And so from there on out, we started um, text messaging each other pictures every time we saw a live laugh love or a triple L in the wild. Right. We like still do that to this day, and it just is—it's just so funny. The the places I've seen these things on on like a you got this like burly Harley with like a, a airbrushed live laugh love on the yeah. on it, you know, or stitched right. into the saddlebag. And th- I yeah. mean, just crazy things like that. It's all over. Mm-hmm. So that's like a fun thing to do if you. And I like to spread that to anyone. If you ever see live laugh love in the wild. Please send it to me because it will bring me joy. (laughs) Send (laughs) it to me on Twitter at Aaron L.M. Goodwin on Instagram. I'm Aaron L.M. Goodwin everywhere. (laughs) And you also have this tweet in here uh, that I think is very good. And it just says Confederate flags are just live, laugh, love signs for white (laughs) trash dudes. I think that speaks for itself, really. That, That was from Amy. Thank you, Amy. Now we need to skip back up here. Oh yeah, because we went out of order. Now we did. Yeah, we're gonna violated the rule. (laughs) We put a lot of work into this low effort podcast, but uh, oh yeah, you're moving it. Wow, I'm fixing it. Doing it it live. (laughs) This is not technology. Uh, Please put your cursor in the appropriate area. Let me get down here. Let me get down here with you so you can see my little avatar. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the thought technology that I've adopted lately. Mm. And it's really changed things tremendously for how I see the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's this. Um, the idea is that you stop when you see like a meme or there's a joke or a video or something that's like presenting a person doing some sort of weird behavior or their style is wrong. Mm. Um, there's just something off with them. And you, you ask yourself, is this really about them being a bad person or could this just be that they're poor? Hmm. Are they just in a bad spot? <laughs> is yeah. that what I'm looking at? And the reason hmm. I thought about it was because I was, someone showed me a meme of a person they were wearing what were oh it was like a lady out at like walmart wearing like these really tattered up like daisy dukes and she was like very overweight um and the daisy dukes were like very not the right size yeah and like you get this from like people of walmart websites and stuff like that yes yes and they showed me the picture and like my first reaction was to be like, Oh, that's kind of funny. Then my second reaction was like, well, it's not that funny to make fun of people for being overweight. But then my third reaction was like, but wait, it's not her choice. She, she, you, I'm not making fun of her weight. I'm making fun of her not dressing appropriately. <laughs> Which may and not that, have been a choice that she could and make. That's where I arrived at was like, what yeah. if she had zero choice in the matter what if this was literally all she had what if she's just poor maybe they're just poor 
right. that's the thought technology. Yeah. So and, and so we make fun of them because they can't afford nice things. Well, I mean, I don't think that's why we make fun of people. I think we don't realize that that's probably the answer to all this. And it hmm. really does kind of like, <laughs> it kind of ruins the fun of all these kind of well, things. Right. Yeah. Once you start realizing this and thinking about it. And, and so I've just been really thinking about it a lot lately. Um, so I threw some links into here that are about uh, poverty and how we like, we kind of like, view poverty as a personality defect or like a lack of character. And, right. And, and I think it's, these, yeah, you know, there's a sort of character around. that a poor person has. That's why they can't or won't, you know, get a job or earn money or whatever. Yeah. And I think we do. I think these memes and these things that we pass along, like give a per or permissive. They're like permissive. They, they give us like permission to like, mock poor people like right. to make them the butt the butt of every joke mm -hmm. so you know i don't know i don't have, i guess i don't have that much more to say there's a lot of links of things <laughs> but i don't really want to talk about it that much but there's a keep cool this in mind keep these in mind i mean there's a cool article like why is it still okay to trash poor white people yeah growing up in poverty doubles the risk of psychosis disorders later boy so like if you see <laughs> if you see somebody suffering or doing something erratic, you know, while and out, maybe they're yeah. just having a hard time. Maybe they just grew up poor. Maybe, you know, they're trying to grapple with the fact that the world they live in isn't the world that they learned about. I think, you man, know? isn't that what we're all going through, though? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and I think so some of us, I think, you know, it's just that if you have more money, you're better able to cope or just ignore it. Yeah. And and I think the 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 people we got to think about who benefits from this culture of like essentially our society is built around like laughing and mocking poor people or people mm -hmm. with mental health issues. I mean, who benefits well, from that? We you know, certainly I, don't. I have a I have a question. Go ahead, sir. You had a question. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Call well, why don't they just pull themselves up by their own bootstraps? Oh, well. Maybe that maybe I don't understand why they don't just pull themselves up against, you know, the force of themselves and why that wouldn't work both in I a physical sense. I feel like we sense. could turn that into an alternative energy source. <laughs> like, <laughs> just a like bunch people of people pulling on boots. Pulling on their own bootstraps, just spinning in perpetuity. Yeah. Could probably create a thing. If that worked, we could do that. We would have perpetual energy. <laughs> it turns out it doesn't work because it's a dumb phrase and people repeat it not realizing that it's literally not possible to physically do the action that you are metaphorically suggesting people take well and and uh the bootstraps thing began you know do you know the story behind that right i think i've heard it but i don't remember it um, wasn't it in some sort of fable yeah it, it was it was like satirical Right. So it like was, it was presented as something that was plainly not possible. Yeah. The original usage was it was, you know, supposed to be like, oh, like lifting yourself up by your own bootstraps. <laughs> like, and now the dumb people heard that and were like, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, yes. 
Widely attributed to the surprising adventures of Baron Munchausen, where the eponymous Baron pulls himself out of a swamp by his hair, though not by his bootstraps. Mm. Uh, the adventures is primarily a collection of traditional centuries-old tall tales. So yeah, this was like this was plainly it was presented at the time. It's like it just was not it was ludicrous. But uh, yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So the question that I have started to ask myself is like, what do I do to counteract it? Other than like asking myself this question when I'm presented with something, could this just be them being poor? Could this just be someone suffering issues brought about by poverty or mental health? you know, lack, lack of health care. Is that what I'm really looking at and not just a dumb, bad person mm-hmm. other than asking those questions? I, which, which is good. I think the next step is to like have empathy and like show solidarity for that person. And I've been trying to do that. So like recently people have, you know, like a coworker show me a meme of somebody and I'll, and I'll say, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately about how a lot of these people we see that we're like, oh, this is this person's trash. Mm-hmm. Like, how did they get to that situation? It, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're just desperate and it's like just sad. It's not funny, you know. Like I've I would hate yes! For yes! my my worst moment to become a meme. Do you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and you know, the people who are taking advantage of those per that person are the real the real people we should be mocking. Yeah. (laughs) So trying to move it towards like solidarity and it's cool because I've had really cool experiences doing that. So I just, yes, this is what they want is for us to fight amongst ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) This, this is what they want. This is what they want. Don't get, don't (laughs) give it to them. Don't. Do you understand that? Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of new energy sources. Hmm. That could be uh, that could power a, a small city. Um, well, you know, this is energy related. But firstly, I just want to say, um, you know about Bitcoin, right? It's the currency of the future. Decentralized. Mm. Um, D. Uh, um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. Anyway. It's um, yeah, it's the, it's the currency of the future. And it happens to turn out that the currency of the future. Is someone paying you to say the currency of the future? It's the currency of the future. Are every you time making I think a Bitcoin, Bitcoin every time you say this? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, it happens. It happens that the currency of the future uh, requires a lot of energy. In fact, it requires as much energy as the entire city of Las Vegas. What? So, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, uh, Bitcoin has released a cumulative 37 billion tons of greenhouse gases according to analysts for people who don't know bitcoins bitcoin is generated on computers like it's it's yeah, basically your computer it's basically mining. has to do a ton of extremely hard work to create a bitcoin as it were yeah um, it's basically calculating and if you, you know. want to know what Bitcoin is about, this Grist article refers to them as libertarian nerd bucks, which I think is the most apt uh, summary of Bitcoin I've seen. <laughs> so I own, oh, I don't have my phone next to me. I own Uh-oh. like a fraction of a Bitcoin. Wow. Now I feel really guilty yeah. about my carbon footprint. <laughs> well, yours was mined long ago. 
You know what? Thank you. Now I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Now I won't worry about it. (laughs) That would go from knowledge. (laughs) Um. So yeah, Bitcoin is uh, an ecological disaster. If you haven't been to Las Vegas. Las, Las Vegas, Vegas is a monument to the arrogance of man, basically. Las Vegas is like a giant rave slash water fountain in the middle of a slash desert buffet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like tons of seafood there. Like it's uh, incredibly it, wasteful. It's very inland. It I mean, it's seriously like one of those cities from the Bible that yeah. like you Sodom know, and God and destroyed it because it was so immoral <laughs> and terrible. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so wasteful. I hate it. I, you know, I have friends who live there. That's different. But like the whole thing of Vegas can just go away. I don't. That's not I'm not into it. <laughs> There's a funny Sorry. thing here. It says that um, if cryptocurrency follows the same trajectory of adoption as popular technologies like air conditioning and credit cards, it could single-handedly push the planet above two degrees C of warming. I don't think that's likely to happen because that somehow supposes that Bitcoin will continue to be viable, but it's also kind of ridiculous at the same time. Well, maybe this is the Zuck, Zuck Bucks. Well, maybe, you know, on, honestly, the accelerationists should be way behind this. Get us all to adopt Bitcoin as soon as possible, because then we will destroy the planet and then we can start over. What is your problem? Mm. Indeed. <laughs> um, and then in other climate and emissions related news, um, it turns Gas out. News. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> That the U.S. military has a gigantic carbon footprint. Did you know oh, this? Um, I mean, those tanks didn't look like they were fuel efficient, to be honest. No, no, they're not. In fact, none of it is fuel efficient. It is very efficient at, um, you know, spilling blood. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. At least they got that going for them. So, yeah, there was a recent study that estimated um the carbon footprint of just the u.s military and it estimates that the war on terror campaign the u.s military launched uh is responsible for 35 percent of all emissions in the 21st century cool so the the u.s military alone is responsible for a third of emissions for the past 19 years um and uh bad news news. um, the quote here at the end from the report's author is that is we have defense forces so they protect us if in the long run those these defense forces make us less secure then we need to rethink what the, what we're doing My the idea is being that, uh, the idea being that emitting greenhouse gases on this massive scale is actually bad that endangers us more than just more not so having than, the military <laughs> right um and my well, thought he- is um, what if we didn't need a bazillion pieces of military hardware? What if we didn't well, do forever wars? <laughs> there was actually interesting reporting that kind of never went anywhere. Mm. Um, back when the Syrian uh, civil war started and like the migrant crisis was happening, that like a tremendous amount of the conflicts in the world can be explained by climate issues. Yeah. So like, I think that's only going to happen. Uh, causing more. problems leads to migration, which mm. leads to conflict, which leads to wars. 
you know so honestly it is a hugely destabilizing thing other than just killing people and being bad news overall it, it like directly contributes to the problems that we say we need a military for right <laughs> would you like to know uh how much it costs to fly an f-35 for one hour um i mean like it's probably out of my ballpark but go for it thirty thousand dollars <laughs> listen up everybody i have some news <laughs> we are screwed <laughs> yep. Yep. it's yep. crazy mm-hmm Yep. That's just crazy. <laughs> it's uh and that's one of you know, that's fairly low cost. When you talk about like some of the big planes, those get real expensive. I mean, how do they sell the like that's how you know it's a racket? Well, this <laughs> is the thing. This is this is the thing that w- like we're all paying for this. Like yeah. that money comes from us, and we could put that money to other things. Just think about how okay, this was a thought technology I adopted as a high schooler. Mm-hmm that really helped me a lot. And whenever I would see the price of something, I would convert that from dollars to taco Tuesday, three for a dollar tacos. Oh, that's a good so like, thought. Yeah. You right. Know, if something costs five, five so dollars, I, I was like, that's 15 tacos. Yeah. My metric for this is usually Chipotle burritos. It'll be like, <laughs> nice. you know, Chipotle burritos approximately $7 in my area. So it's like, you know, like that's a lot of burritos. <laughs> When you start thinking about things that way, it really does open your eyes. Yeah, thirty thousand dollars is is four thousand two hundred and eighty five burritos. <laughs> like that's more than I eat. Like in your that's what can you consume? How okay? How what was the number again? Four thousand two hundred and eighty five. If you ate like a burrito a day, right? <laughs> for that's like a few years. Of well, burritos. I eat once a week. Uh, so let's say divided by 52, you're the engineer, so I'm gonna let you do the year. math. I mean, I'm the English major, so I'm not gonna. That's enough burritos to last me 82 years. We got them, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of burritos, literally a lifetime supply, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and it's anyway. just going towards bombing you many children, yep. Which I mean, I hate to bring it up, but you know, you well, hate to and, see it, and soon we'll be bombing Iranian children too. Cool. Cool. Very cool. I feel like we need to get in on this, though. We do. Yeah. I mean, not the bombing necessarily. But oh the, well, no. Yeah. To be clear, we're selling, not starting an air force or a private military inef- company. Selling inefficient things to the government. Yeah, folks. We bought Blackwater now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're uh, we're selling ninjas to the government. Yep. No, no. I think I think uh, I, you might have noticed this too. So I had this idea while listening to the most recent episode of Citations Needed, um, mm-hmm. in which they talked a lot about a think tank, um, and all of these think tanks that occurred to me are very nefarious, but they have very um, non-nefarious names. Yeah, and also people pay them to produce basically nonsense, and it seems like this is a racket we could get in on. I mean, so, they're just, they're just like, like, like we were talking about earlier. They're just like, their whole purpose is to create permiss permission for like right. what you yeah, wanted they, to do anyway. 
<laughs> what what you're gonna do is you're gonna pay me three million dollars, and I'm gonna write a paper, a quasi intellectual paper that says that bombing Yemeni children is actually in the interest of the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> and then you can take that and go. Well, here you go. Experts said that it was. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it was from the experts. But you, it, you know, it the occurred experts? to me so that that um that it was an anti-Iranian think tank or really a pro-israeli think tank but it's called like the foundation for the defense of democracy or something <laughs> right um and then there's a lot of defend democracy right the one that i think about often is the uh the the neo-nazi think tank that's just called the national policy institute wow <laughs> and it's like uh, on <laughs> the one hand good. i think it should kind of be against the rules or like against the law like your think tank name should be required to state what you actually advocate for yeah like, you, i don't you, know how you you you, you, you gotta put you gotta it's gotta be right i mean this is like a this is like a truth and labeling thing right colon from nazis <laughs> right <laughs> it's a tr it's a truth and labeling thing right like you can't call it yeah. cheese if it doesn't have cheese in it yeah Right. So if you got it's Nazis crazy that in your we think tank, you've got to put you got to put National Nazi Policy Institute. You know, it's crazy that we regulate cheese more than we regulate. Right. That. Yeah. Like if you if you don't have the right amount of milk in your ice cream, you can't call it ice cream anymore. You have to call it frozen dairy dessert. <laughs> but if you're going to advocate for like Holocaust two, you can just call your place like the National Policy Institute. Like we have a really great policy idea. Wherein we round up all the people we don't like. <laughs> yeah, that really should be a law. Right. Now, so we're what, not, obviously, we we're not going to advocate for anything bad, but we are going to start our own think tank here. We're expanding the, um, I didn't want to call it the I have no what idea what I'm doing brand. So instead, I've decided to I call mean, it the I have no idea what I'm doing apparatus because it is an apparatus. And we don't want to, and, and we don't, we don't want to let them know that we have no idea what we're doing, like right, right up front. So we got to right. come up with a good name. Yeah. So I thought, you know, there's a lot of councils, there's a lot of institutes, and there's a lot of centers. So why not yeah. combine them and have the council at the institute of the center <laughs> and then for something and, you know, the most innocuous general thing ever. Um, so the council at the institute of the center for politics and society. Because that <laughs> basically gives us a remit to do literally whatever we that want. That just covers all your bases. Exactly. Now I didn't uh, even realize what you were doing there. I feel like that's <laughs> that should be the one. But I also, right. I mean, there is there's no wrong answers in brainstorming. You know, we're just correct blue sky solutionary <laughs> here. We're just throwing it all on the board. <laughs> what? Except, except for the answers that are plainly very wrong and bad. <laughs> um, no, I mean you just gotta throw it all up on the board and you can get rid of them later. So like some of the ones I had was uh, the international delegation for energizing action steps or idea. See, I feel like as a delegation thing, like that could be like a sub. That's a part of the, oh. of the council at the Institute of the Center for Politics. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Well, what about this one? Try this one on the okay. Wulu Institute at Old Town Road. Oh, that. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of them. A lot of them are at. I just, My wife. Uh, they're at. They say they're they're something at somewhere else. Right. Would you, now, would that be like our media criticism slash studies arm? I think so. I sort think of like so. Media Matters for America. Yeah, it would it'd be the <laughs> yes. Wulu Institute at Old Town Road. 
the 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 last one I had was the American Center for America and Planet Earth. <laughs> See, I think that constricts us though because it, it constricts us to an American viewpoint and to this to this planet. I mean, there's right. a whole yeah. solar system. Right. It should just be the center for humanity. Bruh. <laughs> not even humanity i mean we don't we want to let the aliens in on the aliens come we don't want to lose our business like they take over (laughs) well yeah no that's true but i think we could pivot right we could write a policy paper about how humanity is over (laughs) the center for sentience and in fact the new thing that you know there is humanity is over there is only zool (laughs) so who what are what are our jobs well, so I think we've, it is in fact, I think, and if you agree, it's the mm-hmm. council at the Institute of the Center for Politics and Society. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been appointed uh, president, and then you have been appointed a co equal position with a different name, which is CEO. Um, Sounds both good. Have, to me. Both have the exact same responsibilities, which is nothing, um, and very large salaries, because that's how think tanks work. It's basically you pay, you pay washed up politicians or wonk types to do nothing basically well we get to start calling ourselves wants wonks we get to start calling ourselves i think we get to go on meet the press now (laughs) and and uh, i think we can make tweet threads legally now we get blue check marks oh yeah we you know what this is really a securitous way for us to become a good speech good speech guys oh you know what uh brought it back around you Folks, know what we're, we're good speech guys now <laughs> that's that's why they pay me the big bucks <laughs> i have no idea what i'm doing i was not prepared for this i'm trying and i'm learning thank you for your patience there's so many mistakes i have already made but i'm working to be better day by day and I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what 